Hello and welcome to Leadership, the Future and Tea, a podcast hosted by Andy Davis featuring Ian Moffat, Deborah Hartung and Hitton Bat. a podcast for people who are passionate about making a difference at work. Welcome everybody to Leadership, the Future and Tea and in this episode we're talking about leading the social media and today I'm joined by Ian Moffat and Deborah Hartung. Welcome, how are we doing? Yeah, hi Andy. Fantastic. Good stuff. boys. Yeah, it's great to be back together again. And now, unfortunately, our great friend Hitem Bat uh, uh, won't be joining us today. He's um, been taken off us to go and uh, d- do a sales presentation. So we w- really wish him well with that. Um, but what we're going to talk about today is is about social media. And we, we, we consider ourselves to be exponents of uh, the use of social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is our probably our passion bit of podcast coming up here now. Uh, it certainly is for me, and, I, and I'm pretty sure it is for the other uh, other folks as well. Uh, and it would have been for Hitan if it had been with us. But let's let hey, listen. Let's start off with about what can leaders afford to can leaders afford to ignore social media? And I, I have really strong views on this, but I I think we're, we're probably going to get to the same answer. Who's going to start? I think I think we all kind of agree. And I mean, I remember when we initially said we we're going to do this episode, how excited all of us were. And, yeah. you know, for our listeners, what's interesting is obviously we record these a couple of weeks in advance before we publish them. And when we spoke about this and we were planning this episode, it had just been um, the, the uproar in the U.S. with George Floyd, um, yeah, true. you know, yeah. dying and and the rise of the Black Lives Matter um, protests. And there was a very interesting thing about um, a, a CEO who had fired his own daughter because yeah. of racist tweets of hers from five years prior that had resurfaced. Powerful. So I think, yeah, I think the resounding answer that any of us will give is 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 definitely no. We, you know, from a leader's perspective, you can't afford to ignore social media, whether it's your own or your company's mm. or that of of your employees and your family members. Yeah, definitely. And part part of the problem is actually, as a leader, knowing when to actually intervene on social media, whether it's actually in the public domain of making a comment, responding to something, or actually in the background of actually picking up the phone to somebody and saying, hey, I didn't like your tweet. And I think that that's probably a a challenge as well that people face. Ian? Yeah, I mean, look... um... Uh, maybe maybe taking it a little bit too high level, I don't know. But, you know, it's ultimately it's about the culture of the business and the extension of the values and the brand, right? Yeah. You know, so, yeah. so social media offers an incredible opportunity uh, to do that and do that in a very, very consistent uh, and well-meaning way. Uh, but, yeah, it's timing is everything around mm. this stuff. And you're mm. absolutely right. When, when to... What whose purpose do you serve on some of these posts is is a thing that uh, um, yeah, that's a good you know, question. That is. And for me, I've always suffered a little bit of imposter syndrome on the social media piece. And I have to say, excusing Andy's blushes, um, he's been a great mentor and coach on on the right way of going about that. And so, I, so I'm I'm kind of much more comfortable with it now. But it, but it's a really powerful thing. Yeah. And we do yeah. have to be guided by our organizational values and brands, whatever we're doing on social media. And that in the moment, that ability to do things really quickly. Yeah, yeah. You just need to have that pause and think, what is the impact of this for, for, for myself and for my teams and for my organization? Yeah. And in terms of the reach of social media, I mean, Deborah, you're down in South Africa, right? We can measure that yes. by exact miles from my house to your house right now. Yes. And, and we started off by connecting over social media. And that's why I'm yeah, yeah, that's it. And, and the same with Hiten as well, right? Hiten's only a, a hundred miles down the road from me. And again, 
we we reached out, we connected over social media, and, and I'm sure that that has, Deborah, you like me, do this on a daily basis. That you reach out, you connect with people all over the world, and you can have some great conversations. And even if that's just building your network, or if it's actually doing business, right? That yes. is the reach and, and power. And it's it's not always, you know, and, and that's the interesting thing I think on on what Ian was saying now as well. I think all of us suffer from a bit of imposter syndrome. Yeah, yeah. I think it's normal. I think it's natural, and I think it's a good thing. I think it keeps us in check. You know, as long as we don't allow it to to paralyze us into not taking action. But I think there's a there's an interesting um, duality for leaders in that, you know, we keep on saying you're not your job and, you know, your brand can be separate from mm -hmm. your employer's brand. However, you know, there's a very fine line mm, yeah. between yes. my personal brand, for instance, and yeah. the people first brand, you know, um, and we wouldn't be working together at all if there was a massive disconnect between who Correct. I present myself as on social media um, and, and, and what the company stands for, you know? Yeah. So I think yeah. people need to just bear that in mind as well. It's one thing to say that you're not your job and you've got a life outside of work. That's great. But understand that people are still watching you and your actions, whether it's on Twitter or on Facebook, your actions have got consequences. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. And just and just on that <laughs> point as well, I think I think there's a degree of of utilizing that platform for good and for bad. Um, you know, in the very in the very short term, but ultimately the things that you follow, the way in which you comment or what you don't comment on, and and, and you know what you like, ultimately is is a really good proxy to your values. Yeah. Yes. And but, I think that's what brings people together is they it gives you the amazing opportunity to identify where the similar attributes that connect people together. So here's a question for you both. Uh, a couple of years ago, I was helping out at a, uh, a careers and an entrepreneurship uh, type event at the, the local uni. And um, one of the conversations that we actually had there with the, the young students was about um, should a, a potential employer look at your social media accounts before making a decision on whether to apply or not? And what, yes. what's, what, what's your thoughts? What's your thoughts? Yes. Well, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? That I don't understand because it's so. Uh, so it's yeah. so, okay. So so we all instantly jumped to the answer of yes. And what was interesting was that <laughs> the, the folks. I'm that sure I was these youngsters to, were like, no, no, I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They, they they were 25 years different to me. And yeah. they they all saw it the complete opposite way and said, well, what does it matter? Why? Why would you want to actually see what I've been posting? And and I stick to my guns, right? That actually, if I'm about to appoint you, if I want to go and surf on your LinkedIn or your Twitter or whatever it is that you've actually told me that your accounts are, um, then I'm, I'm going to have a look. I am, absolutely. Um, and I, I still think that's reasonable to this day. It's, it's just a tool, right? Um, yeah. So, you know, before... Uh, the good old tinterweb wasn't invented etc you know we would ask colleagues we would we would sound yeah. things out and review yeah. things yeah. it's it's yeah. it's, it's yeah. just um it's just a more consumable and you know and 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 some of the platforms which are out there some of that information isn't as reliable so you know yeah. you, you need to you need to use the right tools in the right context too true but, um why wouldn't you do that too true and and for me, checking your social media myself, you know, not not getting a company mm. to go and vet you. I'm yeah. you know just scrolling through your stuff myself. For me, that's a much better indicator of who you are behind, you know, because everyone has got this persona at work, this yeah. professional version of themselves. And um, I mean, I I do that. 
um, I've got I've got my public Facebook page, sure. which is much more professional, and and then I've got my friends' Facebook page where you know I post silly memes yeah, and exactly. a lot of pictures yeah. of my kids and yeah yeah um you know but but one thing and and you can go and dig as deep as you want to on, on either of those profiles you're not going to find any racism any of homophobia um, you're going to find that I've got very liberal political views. Yeah, yeah. And yes, I understand that that those might count against me in certain circles. But what yeah. I find is checking people's social media is a much better yardstick, actually, than doing the old school employment reference. Uh, references. Yeah. Oh, what yeah. a waste of time. Well, they've been yeah. nullified, haven't they, often? The well, policy has nullified the thing, it, the thing is, though, that so many people actually still put some sort of store by it. And yeah. uh, and I actually especially I, I, in South Africa, it's a well, it's a thing. It, it's not only there, honestly, Deborah. I see it across the world. I, I see it very, very much so in the UK still. And despite the fact that some people, when they do give a reference, still say this person worked here from this date to this date, and that's all they'll say. The fact that the that, that the recruiter still wants and feels they have to go through this nose of getting a meaningless re reference um yeah. and i agree with you wholeheartedly that in this day and age actually the best reference is the one the person that can give themselves through their social media now yeah. that's a really powerful insight into somebody's heart because uh, again um you know especially the younger generations feel that it's entirely right and proper that they share their innermost secrets on there <laughs> however really bad they are um and their thoughts and uh, i don't know I, i'm quite a Astonished actually by some of the things I see on a daily basis, but there you go. But hey, Ian, I want to I want to get to the point of talking of. We know that this is a pervasive thing, social media. Uh -huh. It is yep. across the globe, okay, um, and the reach of it is incredible. So, yeah. what is actually meant by social selling? Because that's at the heart of probably why we actually do the whole social media thing as a business. Yeah, no, it's no, a great question. I'm not going to spurt off a big bullet pointed list of all the stuff of course that not. No, that you no. can go find on google <laughs> so um um let's think right so two i suppose there's two fundamental strands that i would i would um go to on this um yeah. and and I'd, I'd roughly speaking they're in the the core sales process yeah and um and simplification and reducing friction right those are the two nice. things i talk about so nice. um if you think about the core sales process for a second, um, you know, there's lots of great platforms like Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, there's many more out there. I'm not going to list them all. Um, they provide communication yep. in, in part. There's lots of other things they provide, and I'll come to that. But, you know, going back to that core sales principle, we've got two ears and one mouth. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so so the first part of communication we've talked about this in other parts of the podcast series is listening yep and and, and the beauty of the, the platform offers if if you if you are willing to do the hard yards of a professional career in sales yep um then you're going to need to furiously listen okay mm. and you're listening for you're not listening for the artificial stuff or producing the artificial stuff you're listening for the true business pain things where you have something that you can solve for that person yes um so, so that would be part one so, social platforms provide an amazing ability for you to listen not just continually communicate so you've got macro trends in the space in which you're offering those solutions you've got yep. sector trends You've got the ability to look inside the organizations and see of the people which are commenting on the platform, what what is what are they wanting to articulate externally 
about their organizational brand and potentially some things that they strongly believe in or or um you know are are potentially uh, unserviced needs you you mm. will see that you've got to pay attention and you've got to look at some of some of those are weak signals some of those are stronger but it is really powerful in terms of doing that um you do have the opportunity then to get into the ability to um have correspondence with individuals you know in the sales and the marketing pieces we want to talk to individuals we want to understand that business pain and understand whether or not there is an opportunity for us to assist them in that process right like like you know here's the pain i'm the i'm the doctor that's right um and and that's through that's through direct correspondence it's through following it's through commenting it's through liking that's not artificial this has to be done naturally authentically and consistently Mm. but to our point a little bit earlier like you did with Deborah, you know, when, and I don't know the, how many, X many thousand miles or kilometers it is away, but the point is the two of you came together because there was a commonality and then there's yeah. a huge, there's a huge amount of science behind this that, you know, the buyer and uh, the buyer and the seller, you know, they're going to be much more effective if there's a common ground on which, you know, be it sport, hobbies, yeah. education, yeah. things that they value. The linkages, yeah. The linkages make a massive difference. Yeah, of course because, do. because it's not just you trying to connect in with the person then. They may well want to connect in with you. And, yeah. I, and I think that's really, the you know, being purposeful and, and strategizing around, um, you know, you, the utilize of these platforms is really, really key. So first point is, it's basic sales. You're just applying it in the right way in this new tool. And there's some fantastic tools there. But don't forget to listen at least twice as much as you talk. That's um, interesting. I, I, what's, what I find interesting there is, is that you, you bring it back to a basic sales yeah. um, that I, I think that people forget. I mean, at its heart, as you as you just said, it's about relationships, which is yep. basic sales. It's about communication, which is basic sales. And then it's about actually simply finding that common ground to solve a problem from one to the other again yeah. basic sales and providing that you're doing that actually social selling uh, isn't this big ogre that people make it out to be no not at all not at all i think you know just for me and, and social selling like you say Andy, it does sound like this big ogre and it sounds like some fancy term that someone's come up with exactly you know yeah. oh damn it's it's a new skill that all of us need yeah. to learn yeah but effectively, what it comes down to, and, and Ian, you know, you're talking about basic selling, that whole concept that people buy from, you know, from someone that they know, like, and trust. Yeah. And using social media is really a way to actually reach, you know, they talk all the time about finding your ideal client. and all of those <laughs> yeah. It's really a way to, to actually zero in um, so much better than the old school approach of, placing an ad in a newspaper or a magazine but I'm, you know I with just, this just... you can target me where i where mm-hmm. i am but but i i want to just you know laser in on that point if you do it properly and you do do it authentically and consistently then that audience will also come to you correct so so so, so you've got you've got inbound a traditional sense you've got inbound and outbound prospecting going on here yeah yeah. yeah. And, and equally, part of that is about then the feedback loop. So um, we've talked about this before, that yeah. as a leader, the feedback loop in years before was actually probably about two weeks long. The fact that by the time you've shipped a product to somebody, by the time they've got upset about it and wrote you a strongly worded letter, <laughs> put, a, put a first class stamp on it. I will write a off. strongly worded tweet. <laughs> to, to my MP. 
Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so of course that communication feedback loop is down from two weeks to probably less than two minutes. Because if people aren't happy, guess what they're going to do? Um, yeah. so, so actually the social selling then works in a really negative way that if if actually people can communicate and communicate really quickly, that they, they will negatively drive that. This but, is true. Uh, I'm being I'm being slightly, um, uh, you know, uh, conceptual here. But this is true um, free market trading, right? Course, because yeah. you, you, at the end of the day, the market will tell you what the pain is that you need to solve. And if you have something in your wheelhouse, you can do it. And if you if if you haven't quite, you need to listen and pivot. Um, yeah. then opportunities will continue to come your way. And, and we live in a very, a becoming a very agile world. So that feedback loop is, you're, you're spot on, Andy. It's really important. Yeah. yeah. Just so, to add to this quickly, sorry, Andy, before no, we move on, it. I think Please. there's a very important thing here. And, and I've unfortunately seen it because of the the fact that you can get to, you can tweet the CEO, you know, of a company yeah. directly mm. right now if yeah. you want to. And, and that's great. But I think from a leadership perspective, what, what all of us need to do is as, as easy as it would be, you know, ordinarily you would have had to phone the call center and you'd go through a whole process, or as Andy says, you'd write a strongly worded letter and it would go <laughs> through a process and the, the complaint would never get escalated all the way to the CEO. Right. So from a leadership perspective, there's a, there's a responsibility on us, yes, to listen yeah. to our customers, but also to let our people do what we pay them to do, yeah, you know, yeah, to not undermine point. them and to, you know, just because I can, I can tweet Ian um, doesn't mean that Ian has to engage with me. You know, yeah. he can respond, he can acknowledge, he can say, thank you so much. I'm going to put you in contact with our customer service team yeah. and someone will, will get back to you. I think but, it's really important to let your people do what you pay them to do. I, I yeah. think it is. And I'm just going to add that, I think that the ability to reach out to some CEOs, to reach out to some public figures, um, or even some sort of your favourite authors and things like that. I've, I've, I've spoken to, I'd even say boyhood heroes through social media that, uh, you know, my wildest dreams 30 years ago, I never thought I'd get to communicate with these people. And actually, in, in the last few years, I've tweeted them, they've tweeted back, I've exchanged yes. comments with them on LinkedIn. And that still to this day blows my mind. You know, the yeah. fact yeah. the fact that they're now actually available, okay, is yeah. is I I, th I think it's it's real kudos, and especially when it's the person sat at the end of the uh, the Twitter, uh, rather than uh, a PA or a marketing agency. Uh, and you know, it's mm. some of the some of the stars, people like um, Tom Hanks, people like that. You know, with, if you get a tweet back from Tom Hanks, it's from Tom. Right. It's yeah. not it's, it's not from somebody else on his staff. So I, I, I love that kind of thing. But Deborah, let's let's delve into your bit of wisdom here. OK, you, you've been a real proponent of, of social media since I've known you and, and probably for a long time before. What is it that you want to offer to people as the starting point for leaders in social media? Oh, that is such a loaded question. And I mean, it's not like I'm any master of this myself. Like, honestly, my social media following has all grown organically. I have no strategy. I have no plan. I'm I'm horribly inconsistent. I love so, it. I have no plan. My, I, I really have no plan. <laughs> you you um, should speak honestly, here. Deborah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hold back now, you know. Um, but I, I think my, my advice that I would give to any leader listening is, you know, maybe don't be like me and have no plan, but it's, it is around 
acknowledging and understanding whether we like it or not. Yeah. Number one, we're a brand. Correct. So whether you're an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, whether you are an exec in a, in a corporate, you as a person, you are a brand yep. and your organization is a brand, um, whether you like that or not. Um, understand that you have a following and that your following isn't necessarily people, you know, it's not a bunch of little sycophants that mm. you got to go and hand pick. Oftentimes your following, especially if you're in a corporate role, your following will not only be your employees, yeah. um, it will also be your competitors. Yes, you know, absolutely. So yes. It's, I had that yesterday. It's very much. <laughs> yes. It's, it's, people are watching all the time. Yeah, and, they are. <laughs> and it's scary as hell to say, but, you know, it's almost like when you watch a movie and they read your Miranda rights and, you know, everything you say can and will be used against you. Yeah. That is really how social media is. And yeah. for me, I mean, the, the fact that I'm here, for anyone who might be interested, how this happened was about two years ago, actually, um, someone in People First's marketing department reached yeah. out to me because she had been following me organically, because I have no yeah. plan, on Twitter and on um, Instagram. Yeah. And I write a lot of things for for women in leadership and yeah. especially for young women. So she's very much, you know, in in my so-called target audience, which I would know if I had a plan. Uh, I think you do have I think you do have a plan, really. But keep going. No, I really don't. Um, <laughs> and she she actually reached out to me. She she liked what I was putting out into yeah. the world. Yeah. And. You know, and, and also on the HR side around future of work and humanizing the workplace and all of that and empathy and kindness, okay. and you know, all the stuff that I'm about. She reached out to me and that's really how my relationship started with People First as an organization with MHR. And and then, Andy, you're probably the first like friend that I made yeah, yeah, because yeah. there's so much um, there's so much commonality in terms of what we believe in and, 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 and what we stand for. But yeah. that is the power of social media, even without a plan. So, you know, if, if I were to invest some money yeah. and have a plan and engage with my followers and really mobilize them and build a movement, I could probably do a lot more good than I'm doing. So really the starting point is realize that you're a brand, whether yeah. you like it or not, yeah. and you need to be <clears throat> mindful about how you want that brand to be perceived, yeah. what you're willing to put out there, Understand that you have a following and not all of them are necessarily friendly. And, you know, and, and then understand that, as Ian said earlier, and as you said, Andy, you can, you can use this for good or you can use it for evil. And you never know the impact that you have on people. You Correct. write an article, yeah. you yeah. send a tweet, you post something, and sometimes it honestly changes some kid's life. You know, I, it's amazing. I think you're right with that. I, I, I think um, I, I've been to a, a conference. I might have said this before, and um, it was a couple of years ago. And this this young guy came up to me, <clears throat> and he, he he introduced himself. He knew exactly who I was, and yeah. um, he said, "I read all your stuff." He said, "I love reading your it's articles." So creepy. I, lo I love reading <laughs> it's your posts. So bizarre. He yes. said, uh, "He said I'm I'm just about to finish my my degree." He said, and I forget what what it was in, um, but it. It, I think it was human resources with business, something along those lines. And he said, everything that, that you've talked about, everything that you've written, he said, I've used. He said, I, he said, I love it. 
and um and you think all right that'll do if i do nothing else now yeah. on social media that that one guy has just made it worthwhile um and it is it's really incredible what what, what you learn and um i told ian about uh, a chap that we know um that had read one of my articles about uh, having an accident and uh, suffering from ptsd i remember that yes. yeah so very so, powerful so even only three weeks ago, uh, somebody else read it and they got in contact with me and wanted to make contact and is now, you know, regular contact and a friend on on social media. And and that's the power of it, right? For, for people to reach out and say, listen, I really like that. I really like what you did there. Um, that, that's where it is. So when you talk about brand, uh, I think that's a fantastic message, Deborah. Yeah. Personal brand. And Ian, we talk about this at work all the time, don't we? Yeah, about we do. your personal brand, regardless whether it's on social media or not, that that is the most powerful thing that a leader has. Incredible. Incredible. Love it. So I have a question for you, Andy. And I mean, this is, you know, again, like I said, I, I have no plan. And, <laughs> and, and this I, is I also don't, like I don't a, believe. We don't believe is, you, Deborah. We don't believe no, really? you. Really? <laughs> uh, no, honestly, like if, if anyone went and checked, and I mean, I, I haven't on my own podcast, I haven't recorded an episode in about three weeks. Yeah. Um, so if I had a plan and if I if I were consistent, that would not have happened. So I, I honestly <laughs> don't have a plan. Um, so, you know, speaking of, of plans and not having plans and, and just really the power of social media and, yeah. and Andy, you know, you get out there a lot and I love the fact that you are so authentic about posting about your travels and mm. the conferences that you go to. Yeah. So where have you really seen businesses specifically succeed with their social media? We, we, we could spend hours talking about this because it's such a wonderful question that if we, well, let me just start by saying that I read an article um, a couple of weeks ago when we talked about this being a, today's agenda. And I was astonished right with this stat. And it said that, uh, 78% of businesses, um, and this was looking in America, okay, so that was the specific research, 78% of businesses in America have dedicated teams that manage the social media now. And the, the oh. really interesting thing is that five years ago, that number was only 67%. Now, what that tells you straight away is that businesses, this isn't lip service that people are paying to this. Yeah. Right. This is now becoming a major channel and a major effort. As when I say beginning, I think it personally already is. Right. It, it, it just is. And for those 22 percent of businesses, therefore, that haven't got some dedicated social media resource. I think that, you, that they're missing a big opportunity and they really need to look at that. So bearing in mind that some are already on this journey and doing it and really putting effort into it and some aren't it's it's really incredible and, and i was reading about um domino's pizza and when you read about what they've been doing with their recent marketing campaigns it's really interesting because they actually sat back and we, you know, when you talked about your target audience for your podcast deborah that you know their target audience for a domino's pizza buyer is probably somebody in their uh, early early 20s or younger right that's the yeah. that's the age demographic they're looking at people mm. like me probably buy less Domino's pizzas than a younger person. That's it, right? So they started very simply with going out and driving the use of emojis in campaigns. Emojis, right? It's just a little tiny, tiny graphic that you can barely see on your phone. And for me, I'm not a big emoji fan. I don't I don't really get it, I suppose. But, but that's because I'm not 25 years younger. And, <laughs> and, this is, and this is one of the things that's actually resonated with their younger um, purchasers. And because of that, they actually then continued this this whole social campaign 
And then the next thing that they did, and this is beautiful, this is genius, is they actually went out and partnered with Amazon so that Alexa, you can order a Domino's pizza through Alexa. <laughs> Brilliant. Right. Now, if, if, so, if somebody wished to tell me that actually combining social media, tech, young people, access to phones, the Internet, all in one story, that's it. The, there's, been, there's, there's been some history there with tech, tech companies and pizza, though, Andy. That's my, that's my little joke to the early days. <laughs> well, well, listen, I, I, I think that's pretty incredible. But now, they're not the only ones, right? There's others. There's Red Bull have gone out and actually they, they had a whole summer campaign. And even if you, mm. part of the campaign, would you believe, was putting a yellow filter across their pictures because actually it looked better on Instagram. Would you believe that? Yeah. Right, but it's uh, also I've I've seen just the events that they sponsor. You know, we, we talk about yeah. brand and and, and knowing yeah. your customer. Red Bull is not going to sponsor necessarily, you know, a five k health walk kind of thing. No, like, it's like, not. No. They know their customer and they sponsor events accordingly. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. It it is so. I think that there's plenty of plenty of companies out there that, in terms of actually getting it right are really driving forward their own marketing and publication uh, campaign. And and the, the last one that I'll give you, because this one really uh, strikes at my heart, actually is uh, something I'm passionate about, is the Scouts. And this was from the Girl Scouts of America. They actually uh, use Twitter to really drive the downloading of their own um, Girl Scouts app. And uh, they had a Twitter campaign and it resulted in 19,500 downloads. Now, by any stretch of any imagination for any marketing executive if you have that kind of success on a campaign you've nailed it right yeah. whether whether you're for a not-for-profit organization or a private company that that's big impact so again i go back to those 22 percent of people that haven't got a dedicated social media resource and say when's i going to change um, and, and one thing i just put in there andy just mm -hmm. you know, because um you know it, it's um the platforms democratize access to this stuff. So even if you're, mm -hmm. even if you don't have a digital team and you're a startup entrepreneur, you you take something like Twitter, right? Yeah. The power of those polls, the power to actually not only ask the questions but also yeah. ask where you want to, you know, drive some mm -hmm. campaigning into demographics. The amount of accessibility mm -hmm. now at very low cost well, um, to yeah. a startup business is incredible. Should we tell the story about me and you walking along the trail in Reston, Virginia, about eighteen months ago? <laughs> well, I wasn't. I wasn't going there. That wasn't the. That wasn't there. But, but yeah. But, but just in a nutshell, Deborah, what we're referencing here is that me and Ian walked along a dusty trail one day out in the states and said, "Wouldn't it be great if we could actually just get a little poll done just to actually understand some research?" And we went back <clears throat> in the space of five minutes. We created a poll. Yep. We'd shared it on Twitter. We spent probably no more than about $30 on promoting it. it. $30, yeah. $30, $30. And within three days, we'd got about 1,000 responses. 1,000 responses yeah. for each of the questions, which is, you know, when you... Phenomenal. When, well, when you look on the TV and you see those adverts and they say, you know, 97% of, of... And then you look down the small print and it says 80 people. You know, yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> your accessibility <laughs> to real targeted data. Real targeted data. It's yeah. amazing. yeah. 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 brilliant brilliant and like, oh. like you say it's quite cheap as well you know it and is. and here i know i know that you guys have nando's in the uk but of course yeah. as you might know nando's is actually a south african chain yeah that is exceptionally um successful and if if ever you wanted to do a case study on a company that really has nailed their social media and their marketing yeah. it's nando's 
Really Their nice. CMO wins awards all the time. And, mm. you know, Andy, you, you talk about knowing your customers. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Nando's and does that really well. But what even more so, and I think what makes the brand so beloved here and elsewhere, especially here in South Africa, you know, we have a lot of challenges around our past and around politics and race and inequality and poverty and all of this stuff. But one thing that all South Africans share is our ability to be able to actually laugh at ourselves and our differences, to yeah. not always take it so seriously. I think that's one of the things that's helped us survive some of the, the darker times in our history. Okay. And Nando's as a brand has really honed in on that and found this amazingly engaging way of of actually drawing on that um, and laughing at their own mistakes. And, you know, we have problems here, for instance, with um, with electricity supply, yeah. where they, they actually have a schedule and they call it load shedding, where it, you yep. can go and check on a website and you know that your power is going to go off for four hours at mm -hmm. 4 p.m. tomorrow. And you can plan your life around it. And I mean, they've built campaigns around kind of poking fun at load shedding, but also driving <laughs> people to to buy from them wow. um they, they they just they really have their finger on the pulse of i think not just the youth but but across all age demographics in this country so it is it's it's a thing of beauty when you you know like the the passion that you're speaking about dominoes yeah, now yeah. you know it's it's a thing of beauty when you see it done well that's it's really amazing impressive. yeah that's, that's really, really impressive yeah yeah well, uh, I, I know that we could keep going. I really do know that. Um, and I'm just sad that Hiten isn't with us today because I'd have loved his uh, his contribution because, again, Hiten's a fantastic, um, fantastic contributor on, on social media. And one of the things I'd say about our wonderful colleague is that in terms of the hit rate that he gets, the comments, the feedback, the, the shares mm. and everything he posts, I think that he far outweighs all of us put together. And, uh, you know, hats off yeah. to Hiten because w whatever he's doing, he's doing it right as well. So yeah. um, we, we will get him back at some point and ask him that question. OK, what's his secret sauce? But uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but hey, listen, thanks for those those Q&A's on that. I really enjoyed that. Um, we might actually uh, we, we might continue this after we've pressed stop on the recording button. But um, the, the, the next section that I normally forget, though, is resources. And I'm really proud mm. to say I've, I've remembered it today. So, um, yay. Ian, yay. <laughs> Ian, can you start us off, please, with the resources that you want to leave with the list? You have got it. And uh, I've got a couple of you, a couple sure. for you today. Okay. Um, so, so first one, um, I quite like sections of this, especially around the social media piece, and that's uh, Fanatical Prospecting uh, okay. by uh, by Jeb Blout. Um, but one that I just... Is that a book, Ian? It's a book. It's yeah, a yeah, book. Yeah, it's a book, right? sorry. Yeah. And, and available on Audible, which is one of yep. my favourite formats. Yeah. Um, uh, and look, if you're into sales and, you know, good old Daniel Pink would say that we're all in sales, Obviously. Uh, th then a, th this this is a truly great book because one, it's from someone that I think is a real master in this sphere yeah, of yeah. sorting out, you know, the first person to position it's not what you're selling, it's how you feel about things and how you think, right? Not what you do. Yeah. He's a guy called Dave Sandler, who's unfortunately is no longer with us. One of the yeah. colleagues I worked with in America worked with him directly. Right. Um, but he also has got the best name title book I think I've ever had, <laughs> which is you can't keep, teach a kid to ride a bike at a cinema, uh, a seminar. Sorry. Awesome. And it's just, mm, okay. it's, got some, it's got some great takeaways 
in it. So it's a very sales process book, yeah, but yeah. it's absolutely orientated on how you think about how you do things, your behaviours. That's lovely. That's lovely. And uh, I've uh, obviously uh, done the Sandler training and uh, I thought yeah. it was fantastic. So if, if that book um, is, is to do with that, then I'd look forward to reading that as well. Ian. That's really, really good. Cool. Uh, Deborah, what have you got today? So I have a book for a change. I think people might think that I don't actually read. Um, <laughs> Not at all. So, so the book that I have is um, by an author in the US, Damien Corbett, and it is called The Social CEO, How yep. Social Media Can Make You a Stronger Leader. Wonderful. Nice. So very, very informative, quite a new book touches on a lot of really important things, exactly what we've spoken about today around leveraging your brand, leveraging your voice, um, understanding that there's a correlation between your, your, your personal brand and your company's sure. brand. Um, so it's a very, very cool book. I like, I like the sound um, of that. Yep. Yes. And then just, you know, for someone interesting to follow, um, I love everything that, that Gary Vee puts out. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, yeah. I, I think he's Marmite, by the way. Just you know, I, I think there's a lot of people will instantly put off with that, but a lot of people will go, yes, Deborah, yes, yes. No, well, exactly, and and that's again, that's the beauty of finding your ideal customer and your ideal audience. Yeah. And and like like Gary or not, and you know whether you enjoy his authenticity and his down to earthness yeah. and his straight down the lineness or not. Um, at the end of the day, the man is super smart. Oh, yeah. And he he has some really insightful stuff to share. So just go and follow him and, and listen to some of the stuff that he says around just around branding and, and, yeah, and around agreed. his personal brand. Agreed. Yeah, I, I, I'm a big follower of his. <laughs> I, I admit I am, as I say, but I know that there's a lot of people that just didn't get put off when they, when they see his name. But I like I like his stuff. Thank you for those. Yeah. those. Those are brilliant. I'm looking forward to both of those, Deborah. Um, so I'm going to go and I'm going to say something that you've probably already heard before. I'm going to talk about two books and one of them is both of them by Mark Schaefer. Uh, I've talked about one of them before called Known. Um, Known, uh, it says it's the handbook for building and unleashing your personal brand in the digital age. And honestly, um, this was my starting point. You know, I read this and it really changed completely my approach to how I did and acted on social media. It was it was a fantastic, it was a great insight. It's just such good things in there that you, you just need to look at and, and just soak up. And, uh, you know, it takes me a while to read a book, but I, I read this within 24 hours of getting it. I still maintain it's fantastic. So that's known. And Mark Schaefer's other book, uh, The Content Code. And there's, uh, I, I draw your attention to one of the chapters it's chapter four and it's 22 practical ways to achieve content ignition wow. and yeah exactly and i love the fact by the way ian that one of them was and i quote be controversial there yeah well go. yeah yeah cut yeah. above the noise right yeah exactly yeah. so uh, i think there's some great great resources there i definitely look uh, look forward to getting hold of the ones that you guys have mentioned there and having a proper read through those so uh yeah cool um uh, th thanks very much. Uh, any more resources before we wrap up? There's there's one little little um, article that is okay. on um, on on econsultancy.com that okay. actually speaks about five restaurants with first class social media strategies. Really? It was published. Yeah, it was published last year in October, October 2019. Wow. And it actually speaks of Nando's in the British context. It doesn't reference Nando's and the cool stuff that they do here in South Africa. 
but it just shows you as well the consistency of yeah, the brand exactly. globally yeah um, yeah I, and, and how important it is to them yeah i listen to a great brand they're a great brand uh, wherever they are so um yeah we, we'll see if we can get that link as well deborah and we'll pub that awesome. publish that in the the show notes so that's wonderful. Well, um, we're just about at the end of our time now for uh, this episode of Leadership, the Future and Tea and Leading the Social Media. Deborah, thank you very much for your insight. Ian, amazing contribution as always. We're now going to um, press stop on this one and uh, we're looking forward to going off and recording the bonus episode. Um, so please do listen to the bonus episode, which is going to be about uh, tips for being successful on social media. So thanks both for your time. I uh, look forward to uh, speaking to you later. Take care. Awesome. Thanks, Deborah. Thanks, Thanks Andy. Andy. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or Spotify so we can continue to reach more people and spread the message.